It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. You are listening to Calvary Live. This is the radio call-in show where you can call us with your questions uh, about the Bible, your questions about Christianity, uh, your questions about Jesus or God or is Jesus God and what that looks like. Um, Maybe you have a question that's been bugging you about an interaction you had with somebody a um a uh, somebody that you felt like might have been a member of a cult or a group like the Jehovah's Witnesses or the Mormons uh or someone that you met in a mall and they tried to evangelize you in a sense and it didn't quite seem right uh would love to talk with you about those uh maybe you have a question about a, a certain teaching of the church that you're a part of or uh just have a, a question about theology or eschatology which is the study of the end times uh would love to chat with you about those things anything that you've got a question about today and uh, maybe it, maybe you don't have a question, but you have a prayer request and you would like to get some prayer for something that's going on in your life or in the life of a family member. Um, would love to talk with you about that. Would love to pray with you about those things that may be going on in your life. Um, so you can call us today at 303-690-3000. Once again, that phone number is 303-690-3000 if you'd like to call us with one of your questions. You can also text us at 720-336-0897. Once again, the text number is 720-336-0897. Although I will say, um, I know many of you send in text questions and we get a ton of them every day, but unfortunately we usually don't get to very many of the text questions because we have a good long list of callers that call in. So uh, you're welcome to text us at 720-336-0897, but it's much better to call our call-in line, especially right now at the, the, the beginning portion of the program at 303-690-3000. My name is Pastor Nate Morris. I'm the senior pastor at Calvary Chapel Vale Valley uh, up in the beautiful mountains of Colorado, and I'm hosting the program today. It's a blessing to be a part of um, this radio show, and so excited to be with you today and really to see what the Lord stirs up um, during the show today. So um, we have one open line. It looks like two lines that are busy. And so I'd like to go to Anna on line two. Anna, welcome to the program. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. So I had a question. Um, I forget exactly where it's at in the New Testament, um, but I believe it's Paul speaking about um, the requirements for a, a person who teaches in the church. Um, okay. And yeah, and I was wondering, um, it says that he needs to be a one um, a one woman man or um, like a married a married man, and I didn't know if that meant that um, he has to be married to be able to teach, or if it means that he just needs to keep um, purity in that respect. Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you for for calling in with that question. Actually, I think that's a good uh, thing for us to discuss over the years, so our listeners can hear as well. Um, yeah. That's actually it's in First Timothy chapter three is is the section that you're thinking about. Um, okay. And it's when Paul is talking to Timothy. So just to give us a little bit of context of what's going on here, uh, Paul the Apostle had sent Timothy, kind of his protege, to oversee the church that was in Ephesus, the the city of Ephesus. 
And okay. so when he sent him there, he, he sent him to establish leadership in the church. And so Timothy was given the task of basically appointing pastors. That was what, what was given to him, uh, was to go and appoint pastors to, to oversee the church there in Ephesus. And so when we see in, in chapter 3, um, I'll go ahead and just read it for us so we can our, our listeners can have context there. First uh, Timothy chapter 3 says this, and starting in verse 1, it says, This is a faithful saying. If a man desires the position of a bishop, he desires a good work. Now, bishop is just a, 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 an English version of the word uh, episkopos, which really just means like elder or overseer, or okay. really, I, I think for our purposes, it's synonymous with pastor. So really what he's saying is if a man desires the position of a pastor, he desires a good work. And it goes on and says, a bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, temperate, sober-minded, of good behavior, hospitable, able to teach, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for money, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not covetous. And it, it kind of goes on into a few other things. So it, basically it's qualifications for a pastor is kind of the, the idea. Um, and so when it says, I think the version that you mentioned, it says must be a one woman man. I'm not sure which Bible version that is, but I, I've heard that before. Um, and the idea is really, I mean, literally in that day, people, um, men would have more than one wife that have more than one spouse. And, um, the, the idea behind what Paul is saying is that if somebody wants to be in leadership in the church, uh, and, and it's the same thing, we see the same thing with deacons also, um, just, we we see this kind of, uh, call to be, um, those who are married to one person, um, it's it's not you know polygamy essentially is kind of what Paul was getting at. Okay. I think I think the application extends to, I mean obviously someone that's in church leadership should not be involved in sexual immorality and so yeah um, that would extend to you know uh, that would extend to an affair that would extend to a single person that is have is sexually active and they're not married. Um, some of those things, but it, the, the qualification doesn't mean that somebody has to be married, if that's your question. Okay. Yeah, it is. And I was, um, I was wondering, is there a difference between someone who just teaches, say, like, um, in, I don't know, like a small group or like um, college or, you know what I'm um, saying like that, like they're not really a pastor, but they teach. Is there a difference between those two things or? Yeah, uh, you know, absolutely. Sense? There is, um, and I think when we look at this section there, the, the one that you brought up um, in First Timothy, it's specifically speaking to kind of the the leading pastor of a church, essentially, or the person that's shepherding the church. And okay. so, someone could teach without without being the the overseeing pastor, if that makes sense. So, yeah. Um, now, so these qualifications specifically apply to that person, but we also see the, the qualifications for deacons that's listed just below that, um, and starting in verse 8, for Timothy 3, verse 8, and uh, it, it goes on into deacons, and then it goes on into deaconesses as well, and um, the, the way that they're to interact with people and the way that they're to live their lives. And so I think even if somebody's not uh, a pastor per se, but they are a teacher, they would fall under that deacon category. And so they should have certain mm -hmm. qualifications, but, but there's nowhere a qualification that someone has to be married. Uh, okay. In fact, from what we understand, Paul, the apostle, at least 
during the time that we see him in the New Testament, he wasn't married. Um, okay. He may have been before and his wife might have died or there, there might have been something that happened up to that point. But, but when he wrote, you know, most of these books, he was not married. Okay. And I have, I'm sorry, I have one last little question. Um, sure. So um, I have ran into different churches where women teach over um, college students and different things like that. Does that, um, I know that it says women can't teach over um, like adult men. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of took it as um, that includes, you know, people who are like over 18 and things like that. Um, but does that do women who are teaching, do they fall under deaconesses or um, how would that work if they're not like the pastor of a church per se? Yeah. You know, this is this is one of those things that, that you'll find a little bit of diversity in certain churches. But what I believe um, it, we, we see, and that's in 1 Corinthians, where it talks about that a woman is not permitted to teach or have authority over a man. That's what Paul yeah. said. Um, it's interesting. It's an interesting question because elsewhere, Paul said that women do prophesy, uh, and there are women, female prophets, and, and the mm-hmm. very... The very work of prophecy is actually proclaiming the word of God, and so, um, so in a sense, women are teaching in that sense, you know, in, in prophecy. Mm-hmm. But I think the difference is where um, is it okay for a woman to 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 share the word of God in a in a mixed setting, you know, of adult yeah. men and women? It is okay. I think it depends, though, what that looks like. I mean, is it is it someone that's coming up and is, you know, a missionary that's been serving in, you know, say, Haiti or Costa Rica for the last seven years, and they come up and, and she's sharing about what the work that God has done through her there and gives a word of encouragement and exhortation in that? Uh, absolutely. That's something that I would say we should we should encourage and see more of. Um, yeah. is, it, is it somebody that's taking the position of uh, maybe in a church, I know some churches have a, a past, they, they give the title of pastor, uh, mm-hmm. maybe college pastor or something like that, and that's a female pastor. Um, that is where I would tend to say that that person is in charge of, a, of that ministry and they're yeah. tasked with setting the vision and the doctrine and the teaching and they have authority over that that area. And so... Um, but but you know the line's a little bit fuzzy there. I think really mm-hmm. the, the the very clear commandment is uh, a woman teaching and having authority over over a, a man, and so that's that that applies obviously to the senior pastor. Um, yeah, that, that, I believe that also applies to the pastoral kind of staff there. Um, but there are senses in which women operate, you know, in the authority that God has established over them in that. So. Um, I think for me, the line kind of becomes when somebody is being titled with the the role or the title of pastor. Yeah. um, And they have that kind of, they're the the regular doctrinal authority over the group. That would be probably where I would draw the line. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Sounds good. Um, And I said, I also had a um, prayer request. Oh, Anna, are you there? Uh, yeah. Oh, Can you sorry, you cut out. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, you cut out okay. just for a second. <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, so I just um, wanted to end with a prayer request. Um, sure. Just basically, I'm trying to find, um, I think I found community. Um, I just am kind of struggling with making, um, I guess, lasting friendships, um, deep okay. friendships with different, you know, just women and just being in community with people. And so I'm trying to find a community of, you know, just people that I can share life with. So I guess just prayer for clear guidance on that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's definitely pray for that. Um, okay. And did you just did you did you just move to where you're at, or have you been there for a while and just kind of looking for a little bit deeper level relationships? Yeah, I've been here for a while. Um, I'm here in Northern Colorado, and I've been going to um, different uh, church groups for a while. Um, right now, I'm in a women's ministry, but um, I feel like most of the people that are in that ministry, I'm a young adult, <clears throat> and they're kind of you know in a different life stage than I am with families and things like that. So yeah. Not that that's wrong or bad, but <clears throat> just trying to find, um, you know, something that fits, um, yeah, to where I can be known. So I'm just kind of trying to find something that's my age, but trying to figure out if that's what the Lord wants for me necessarily and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think it's good to, I think it is good to have those groups of people that we can identify with and have relate to, you know. And mm-hmm. I also think it's good on the flip side to be around people that are in different life stages than us because we can gain ex- wisdom from them, even, uh, you know, older or younger. But, um, but I do think yeah. it's good to have that group of peers that you can connect with. So let's definitely, let's bring that before the Lord together. Okay. All right. Lord, I just uh, lift up Anna to you, Lord. And I thank you for her desire to have real authentic relationships with other believers, Lord, and to, um, to be known and to know people and to be connected uh, a part of the body, Lord. And I know sometimes as a young adult that can be a challenging thing because it seems like there's people that group according to having kids or people that group in their retired or people that group in different things. And sometimes you can feel a little bit lost in that. And so I just pray that you would give her very clear direction. I pray that you would lead her to some community that would be very meaningful and practical for her, Lord, that she would be able to connect and have some real deep, lasting relationships that form. Um, and I pray that you would just uh, just show her that unity of the spirit and the bond of peace that comes uh, when we're connected to other believers, Lord. And whether that is a group of young adults or whether that's a mixed group that's got people from all over the spectrum, Lord, I just pray that you would bring great blessing to her in that and uh, just encouragement as well. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And is there anything that I could be praying for you as a pastor? Um, or? Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate your, your prayers. Um, you know, actually, there is something. Our church is starting what's an Awana group this week um, here okay. in Vail. And I don't know if you've heard of Awana before. Um, um, but it's, I have, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a kid's program that really teaches the, its discipleship and scripture memorization. And so we're launching it this week, and we've got a great number of kids that are signed up and coming. And so just the, the, the Lord's hand over that would be a, a huge blessing. Thank you. Definitely. Um, is it okay if I pray for you now, or do you want to? Yeah. Okay. No, absolutely. That's great. Okay, sounds good. Um, Lord, I just thank you so much um, for um, Calvary Aurora, and I thank you for um, Grace FM, Lord, and just being able to call in with questions. And I thank you for all of the different pastors that serve here, Lord. Um, right now, I just pray, Lord, over this Awana group that's starting up, and I just um, I thank you, Lord, for blessing it with um, many kids who are interested, Lord. Um, and I just pray that you would bless the people who are going to be pouring into these kids' lives, Father. Um, and I just pray that these kids would um, come to know you if they don't know you, Lord, and that they would just um, come to love you, Jesus. And I just thank you for that, and thank you for everything that you're doing, Lord. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you so much, Anna. I appreciate that. Of course. You have a great day. Yeah, you too. God bless. All right. Oh, yep, you too. Bye-bye.
All right, you are listening to Grace FM. This is Pastor Nate Morris um, on Calvary Live today, also broadcasting on Hope FM in uh, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Maryland, and uh, up and down the front range of Colorado. And I uh, would love to take your calls today, questions that you may have about the Bible, maybe about church leadership, just as we were just discussing there, um, questions you might have about uh, Jesus or God, or maybe a prayer request that you have. You can call us today at 303-690-3000. Once again, that number is 303-690-3000. Or you can text 720-336-0897. I'd like to go to Michael on line one. Michael, welcome to the program. Good, good afternoon, Pastor Nate. God bless you, sir. Thank you. You as well. Can you hear me all right? I can. Yeah. What can we do for you? I have a couple of prayer requests. Sure. Uh, my first one. My first one is, I I follow social media to a point. I don't necessarily believe what I see or read or when I get on there. But I've heard a couple of things on the social media concerning our president and his position in, in office and possible threats against him. So I'd like to pray for. President Trump for his for God's protection uh, on him and for his protection of his position and for the other government leaders so they do the right things and in in, in the pursuit of their jobs and also I'd like to pray for my my church I'm I go to an Anglican church uh, called the Wellspring and we've recently split off a new plant church from them and I'm I'm, I'm I'm, I'm attending the plant church, and we're meeting at, at the at, at at my pastor's house. He's technically a priest in the Anglican Church, but, but I can't use that. That word doesn't fit him. He's 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 a pastor. He's a shepherd, and I want to pray for him and for and for the plant church, and for God to move mightily in that and what he's and what, what he wants to do with the plant church because we're looking for a place to go. Okay. And Brent's doing everything, everything he can to, 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 to get things done. Yeah. So I want to pray for those two things. Okay, absolutely. Let's definitely bring those before the Lord together. Um, Lord, we just come before you, and um, we do, Lord, just as your word commands us, Lord, we want to pray for, um, just as the word says, the, the king and all those who are in authority, Lord. So we pray for our leadership in this nation, pray for protection over them. Um, we pray for your hand over them, Lord. We pray for your guidance and your direction through them, Lord, that you would lead this country the way that you would like it to go through them. And um, we just pray that you would um, just bless our, our nation's leaders, all of them, for their service, and pray that you would um, just give a, a, a great sense of purpose and direction for our nation in this next this next. Uh, season, Lord, and we also pr pray, pray for this church plant um, that Michael's a part of, Lord, and um, the leadership that's there and the way that you're working through that, and I pray that you would um, just establish it, Lord, that you would give that church firm footing, that you'd give them a place to meet that's not in their home, and that you would grow it, Lord, that you would work powerfully uh, in that church, Lord, that you would draw people to yourself, that you would reveal your plan of salvation for those who are lost, Lord, that you would bring discipleship for those who 
um, have relationship with you and that you would work powerfully through it, Lord. And I thank you for uh, Michael's place in that, Lord. I know just from having planted a church that it's uh, a lot of work, Lord. And I thank you for the fact that you've put Michael there to come alongside this pastor uh, in planting this church. So I pray that you would lead and direct and provide. And we put it all in your hands in Jesus' name. Amen. Michael, you still with us? Still here. You oh, here? There you are. Yep, there you go. All right. Yeah, um, uh, thanks for your... I, I, one, more, one more thing, and I don't want to pray about it now. I just want to put it in the minds of yourself and all those listening. Pastor, I want prayer for this country for revival to break out and all the churches and all, and all, and all the bodies of Christ represented. We need, we need revival to fire up out of the, in this country. This country got to turn around. Yeah, absolutely. I will, I will wholeheartedly agree with you on that for sure. Definitely, definitely want to seek the Lord for revival on that. So um, definitely you, all sir. of our listeners, let's keep that in prayer. Thank you for your call, Michael. Have a great day. All right, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Chapel, Vail Valley, taking your calls today. You can call us at 303-690-3000. Once again, that number is 303-690-3000, or you can text 720-336-0897. Uh, I'd like to go to Karen on line three. Karen, welcome to the program. Karen, are you with us? Uh, no, I think we must have lost Karen. All right, uh, Nicole on line two. Nicole, welcome to the program. Thank you. How are you doing? Um, I'm good. I'm good. I've been better, but... Okay. Well, how, how can we help you today? Um, I'm just looking for prayer um, for myself as well as a, fa um, a close friend and her family. Um, I, I just pray that God continues to guide my steps towards him and direct me um, where I need to go. Um, I'm tired of running from the calling, and I, I'm being called, and I know that wholeheartedly. Um, so I just want prayer that I keep going the direction God wants me to go and follow his lead and his suit, strong and, and ready. I just, I just pray for that. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I also, I have a, um, she's not my blood sister, but She's my sister in Christ and a uh, really close friend. Um, she had a stroke last Wednesday, um, and a blood vessel popped. Um, of course, the doctors practice medicine, and I believe God for miracles. Um, right now, we need a miracle, and I'm just praying that God restores her health and touches her. She has a lot of people who need her here. She's young. She's only 46 years old. Um, she lost her son to murder four months ago. Mm. Um so, yeah, she was dealing with a lot, um, okay. and I want to pray for her daughter as well, because her son and her daughter were fraternal twins, and her daughter is the only one left here. So I'm praying and hoping that God will restore flow, um, give her the strength she needs to push through, and come back to us. Okay, and her name was Flo? Is that right? Her name is Flo, yes. Okay, cool. Let's definitely bring that before the Lord. Um, Father, we just come before you and we lift up flow to you, Lord. And just as she's had this um, this thing that's happened with her with a stroke and a burst blood vessel, Lord, uh, we pray for complete healing, Lord, for complete restoration. 
Um, I pray that, that any of the side effects of it would be gone. I pray that she'd be completely restored, Lord. So we, we bring her before you and ask you for that. We pray for your will in her life and with her family. Pray for her daughter, Lord, who is, um, who is already mourning the loss of her brother and now is faced with this, Lord. I pray that you would bring her peace and that you would bring her comfort. Um, that by the Holy Spirit you would be her comforter in this time. And so, Lord, we pray and we ask for healing in Jesus' name, Lord, and we trust you for your answer in that, Lord. And so we put it in your hands. We know that you are the one who will bring uh, the healing ultimately, Lord, and so we put it in your hands. And I also just pray for Nicole. Um, I pray that as she's seeking to follow you, Lord, as she's feeling led of you, that you would continue that leading, that you would just show her powerfully uh, what you'd like to do in her life and how you'd like to work uh, on her behalf, Lord, and how you'd like to lead her. I pray that she would be yielded to you and that she'd be willing to step in faith, if that's what you're calling to, and that she would she would choose to, to do what you've asked her to do, whatever that may be, Lord, and um, that she'd honor you in that, Lord. So I pray just for a very clear leading and direction uh, that you would open doors that no one can shut and shut doors that no one can open as we read in the scriptures, Lord, and that she would just uh, walk with you in that. And so we pray this together in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's funny, I am um, just to, I've never listened to this radio station up until last week. Um, something happened to my radio state, to my Bluetooth, and so I hit radio and this popped on, and I have not turned it off since. Oh, praise God. So Thank I, you for I, listening. Listen, I, I listen to you guys in the morning on the way to work, um, on the way home. Like, I have not changed my radio station since last week. So I thank God for you all, and I take everything in, and I appreciate it. And may God continue to bless you all as well on your journey. And I, I really appreciate the prayer. It, it, it really means a lot. Absolutely. My pleasure, and thank you for tuning in, and thank you for, for sharing that with us. Really appreciate it. Thank you, and you have a blessed evening. You as well. God bless. All right, you're listening to Calvary Live. We're coming up on the break here in just under a minute, and so I'm going to hold off. We've got two uh, lines full, one line open. If you'd like to call in, you can call us at 303-690-3000, or you can text 720-336-0897. If you are on the line... Uh, you can just hold on just for a second. We'd love to answer your question right after the break, but I'm going to take a quick look at the text line. We don't often get to answer many of those questions. So I'm going to take a quick look here since we're coming up on the break and uh, see what we've got here. Um, we've got a question that said, did Jesus have any siblings or half-siblings? Uh, and yes, we do see that Jesus did have siblings. Um, and James, who wrote the book of James, was one of those. Uh, of course, we know that as Jesus was conceived of the Holy Spirit, that that his siblings were all half-siblings. Um, and so that none of them were a full brother of Jesus in the sense that Jesus was God's son. Um, so, you know, that the, James was not a son of God in that sense. Um, but he was a half-brother of Jesus. He also had other uh, half-brothers that we know about. Um, and, you know, there are groups that would say that he didn't because they're trying to um, preserve the, the virginity of Mary, the perpetual virginity of Mary, but, but we know from Scripture that that's just not the case. And so uh, Jesus did have siblings indeed. Uh, I have an, a prayer request that came in here on the text line as well. It says, My husband and I are moving to the south in two weeks. 
please pray for safe travels and that we find a good solid church to get plugged into and that we make close friends quickly. Thank you. Um, let's go ahead and, and bring this couple before the Lord. Father, we just thank you for this couple that um, is moving, Lord. I thank you that they desire to be plugged in and connected to your body, to the church. And so I pray that as they move, Lord, that you would reveal to them where you'd have them be, that you'd get them plugged in quickly, that they would feel involved and loved and uh, be a blessing to the church and be blessed by the church, Lord. And that in that whole process, they would grow closer to you, Lord. And so we pray for safe travel for them. Pray that you would uh, open doors for them, that you would move powerfully in their lives. And so we lift it up to you and we pray this together in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, stick around. We're coming up on the break here. I would love to answer your questions after the break. You can call us at 303-690-3000 or you can text 720-336-0897. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. All right, welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Chapel Vale Valley taking your calls today. Uh, would love to attempt to answer any of your questions that you may have. Maybe you've got something that's just kind of been sitting in the back of your head and you're not really sure uh, what the Bible might have to say about that. would love to talk through that with you. Um, you can call us today at 303-690-3000. Once again, that phone number is 303-690-3000. Or you can text 720-336-0897. Once again, that phone number is 720-336-0897. And I'd like to go to Sophia on line one. Sophia, welcome to the program. Hi, um, Pastor, I'm Sophia. Hi, how are you doing? Uh, I'm fine. I have some question with you because uh, I have a hard time to to understand. So um, I'm Asian, okay? So um, the reason I like ask you question because I've been with one church for 25 years. Okay. And I'm a person divorced. Since uh, I be know God, I divorced before I know God. Okay. So I had a, a struggle, um, fell everything in my life. That's why I, uh, I uh, pursued, pursued for God, and then I found God, and then I knew God good. And uh, when I came to that church, I always. Um, speak up that I know God, God very good, whatever I said. But um, I like to do something for God, uh, whatever God give me a favor. But um, the church, they never let me permission to do nothing. So um, I feel so sad, made me feel my belief. So I try to listen a lot for you, Kevin Chapel, every church. That speaking mm -hmm. in the uh, preaching in the uh, radio, that's why I made my pressure come up too strong, you know. So I'm so thank you, God, for that thing. And then uh, I mean, God bless you all the pastors that speaking in the radio. So, um, yeah, 
Now I want to question you that um, one of the church covering um, tell me that say, if I like to do something for God, like a missionary, or I want to learn to be a, a pastor or whatever like that in the future, they can let me do that. So in case like, uh, I like to switch out from the, the other church, I used to be go to another church. Is that wrong wrong thing I idea or is uh okay for me, Pastor? Yeah. I this one. Okay, I think I understand what you're saying. So so basically you've been a part of a church and because you were divorced before you were a believer they won't let you serve, is that what you're saying? Yeah, they don't let me do nothing. They said that the people who divorced never had uh, enough um, chance to do nothing because it's not qualified, they said that to me, so yeah. Made me feel um, I feel bad because I know God was nobody yeah. left for nothing. I feel bad for myself. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Sophia, I just wanted I want to let you know. Um, obviously, we know from the from the Bible that God does not like divorce, but but He also is a God of grace and mercy. And th- the reality is that from what you've told me, your divorce is what led you to God. Is that right? It was through your divorce that you became a believer. And so, you know, by if we judge a person's, you know, qualification for serving by what they did before they were a believer, then nobody would be qualified to serve in the church because we all have sinned and fallen short and we all need Jesus. And so um, I would say that your church is wrong in forbidding you from serving. Um, I would say that, that, you know, absolutely, you know, God has redeemed you and restored you. And yes, it is unfortunate that you went through that divorce, but that does not mean that you're unqualified to serve in your church now. And so, um, you know, if if that's what they're saying, I I would say that they're being legalistic. Um, And what I mean by that is that they're they're setting a, a, a group of rules that are not seen in the scriptures um, and saying that you have to follow those rules to be able to be honoring to God or to be able to serve. And so um, I, I would advise that looking for a church that would that would give you the opportunity to serve. And serving doesn't mean doing something, you know, something huge necessarily. I, I mean, it could be serving with the kids. It could be, you know, making coffee in the morning for church. But um, absolutely, I would say that that it's important for you as a member of the body of Christ to be able to exercise your gifts and to be plugged in and to serve in the body. And so if that church is not allowing you to do that, I would say that, um, you know, they're missing out and you're missing out. Um, And so I, I would talk to them about it maybe, you know, if you have the opportunity and say, what is your biblical ground for saying that I can't serve? And if, you know, really there isn't any biblical ground because it was before you were a Christian and um, it's what actually led you to the Lord. And so they're really going to have no answer for that. Um, And if they try to come back with something and they still won't let you serve, I would say that it would be a good idea to look for um, a church where you can be a a full involved member. Um, Because our, our past, especially our past before Jesus Christ, cannot be the qualification for our serving the Lord. And so um, if it comes to that, I know a great church, it looks like you're in Thornton. I know a great church in Thornton 
um, Legacy Christian Fellowship. My friend, Pastor John Nunnally, is the pastor there. Um, and, you know, it'd be a great community to plug into. But, you know, I, I would hope that your leadership at your church would hear what you have to say and, and you know, understand that they don't really have biblical ground to stand on for that. Uh, Does that make uh, sense? Yeah, I, I understand you. Uh, the reason the church I go, they, um, they're not quite a strong belief God. And then they're not, they're not pressured to uh, worship God enough. So God give me to, to understand that um, I, the, when I first came to uh, know God, I received the Holy Spirit, okay? So um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to church and receive the Holy Spirit in the church, but I try to um, worship God inside my house, and then I try to do fasting for 40 days, and then... God come to me and He just give me the Holy Spirit, so I I can speak in tongue and then He can answer me. He come to me. That's why I knew God good. And then uh, God teach me to know to go helping my uh, nation, my nation, that people. And then that's why God to the church that one for me. I go, but when mm-hmm. I go there, they have straight the, the straight uh, policy. So. Uh, even uh, they talk Bible uh, mistake. I said that's not right. Nobody uh, let me do that, and they not they not paying attention to my work because they said um, they don't know I know good stuff. And even pray God, I cannot do I cannot do anything. They just say you're not qualified because you are a divorced lady. And I said, how come we we need to do something? We know God good we understand we can do whatever god uh, give us idea what to do and people don't know god whatever they marry they don't have they want to do but they don't know how to do because they don't know god good they cannot do anything without god permission and then until they learn they train to know god before they want to do but people divorce whatever they don't have permission but god very good god give blessing Mm-hmm. How everything fully for the person who divorced in uh, trouble, but God said nobody can inspire you way that God gives you to do. How can this church do that? And yeah. they say that's the rule. They cannot, um, uh, they cannot destroy that rule. So okay. I said okay. And now I said I uh, I keep thinking that I I stay that church for twenty five years now. So yeah. I feel like. I have nothing done for God. It's not, it's not uh, enough for my life to to do like this forever. So I'm um, right. like to change. So that's why I want to question you that if I change another church, is that I do wrong for God? Uh, no. I do wrong for myself or whatever. If yeah. you say I, I do nothing wrong, then I want to do that. And then uh, I would like you to pray for me and let me... Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, Sophia, let me just say, let me just say it this way. I, I never like to tell somebody to leave their church if their church is a healthy, solid church. But I would say, you know, in your situation, the, at least from what I can understand of your situation, they're saying that the reason that you cannot serve in the church is because you were divorced years ago before you were a believer. Um, and that's just that is not that's not in accordance with the teaching of the Bible, and so I'm I'm sorry that you've had to go through that, 
and um, I, I would, if I were in your situation, um, I would, you know, it sounds like you've already talked to them, you've already confronted them on that, and they've said that they're not going to change. I, if it was me, I would seek the Lord and ask him to show me where I could get involved that I could serve, because it's important as a Christian to serve and be plugged into the community that you're a part of, not just to attend and sit in the pew, but to be an active and part of what God's doing there. And so um, I, I would say that it's not wrong for you to leave and to try to find a place that you could get connected and serve. Um, so I, I would, you know, it sounds like you've done what the scripture would ask us to do is, and that is to talk to your leadership at your church and they um, shot you down when you did that. And so I, I would say that, you know, I would look for a church where you can be an active member um, because your past before you were a believer in Jesus Christ, um, at least in the sense that you've described it to me, should not have bearing on whether or not you can serve. Of course, there are current qualifications, but the, the, the reason they gave you was because you were divorced before you were a believer, and so that's not a biblical qualification. So let's, let's come together and let's pray real quick, Sophia, and bring it before the Lord. So Lord, I just lift up my sister Sophia to you, and I thank you that you redeemed her broken situation, Lord, just as she went through this divorce. I, pr I thank you that you redeemed her through that, Lord, that through that experience, she came to know you as her Lord and Savior, and she's become a believer because of uh, the way that you did that in her life, Lord, and just that's the way that you work. You take brokenness and you make it beautiful, and so I thank you for that in her life, Lord. Um, I do pray for the church that she's been involved in, Lord, just as they've got this standard that is not a biblical standard. I pray that you would reveal that to them in the leadership, but I pray that as she is seeking to honor you and wanting to serve you with her life right now, Lord, I pray that you would help her to feel uh, a great sense of freedom uh, in you, knowing that her past doesn't define who she is today, that she's defined by you, Jesus, and that um, she'd be able to feel free to serve you and to honor you with her time and with her talents. And I pray that you would show her a place that she can do that. And so we lift her up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, thank you, Pastor. Uh, Pastor, do you mean, do you, Maya, can you do me a favor? Can you send uh, Caroline Chakra, the uh, chart in the door for me? Because uh, I like to give to my kids to go to church. My kids are born in the United States. They're very good English. Yeah, so um, if you go to calvarychapel.com or um, calvarychapelassociation.com. Then they have, you can find uh, any Calvary Chapel churches around through those resources. Um, and that's that's what I would do. It's a, it really easy. But for where you live, you live in Thornton, and there's a church there called Legacy Christian Fellowship that you can look up. Um, my friend, Pastor John Nunnally, is the pastor there. And it is a Calvary Chapel church, and it's a really solid church. And I, you and your family would be very well taken care of there. So. Um, I, I would recommend take, take, checking that one out, Legacy Christian Fellowship. So um, thank you for your call, Sophia, and you have a great night. All right. Uh, you're listening to Calvary Live. You can call us today at 303-690-3000, or you can text 720-336-0897. Once again, you can call 303-690-3000, or text 720-336-0897. I'd like to go to Liz on line three. Liz, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Nate. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, good. Um, 
quick question. Um, so we're obviously living in the last days. I mean, all the signs that are that we're seeing, you know, the just everything around us. My question is, is as it gets closer and closer, you know, like it says, it'll be like brick tanks, you know, of a woman going into labor. It's getting closer and closer, stronger and stronger, heavier, heavier. Um, is it is it just is it just us, you know, God's children that that feel it, that see it, or because like, it seems like we're the only ones who who see that 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 it is getting closer is that what you mean yeah yeah um you know i think that that there is a very um special insight that god has given his people into um understanding and discerning that the 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 timing of his coming now there's a couple things i mean we see in the scripture that it says no man knows the day or the hour not even the angels in heaven um and so none of us are going to know when it's going to come so for example there's a guy out there who predicted that the world's going to end this coming saturday i don't know if you've seen it on the news or not but there's mm -hmm. a guy yeah and it, i can tell you beyond a there's shadow of a doubt guys that are doing that yeah, I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, the world's not going to end this Saturday. And I can tell you that with confidence. You know why? Because the Bible says no one knows the day or the hour. So the minute somebody says they know the day or the hour, it's not going to be that day, right? <laughs> so mm -hmm. so the world's not going to end this Saturday. Jesus is not going to come back this Saturday. But we are certainly in the end times. And there are so many things that point that way from the establishment of the nation of Israel to um, the, the relationships that are forming between Russia and nations like mm -hmm. Iran to China to all the different things are lining up that yeah. we see in biblical prophecy. Um, and I think that it's... The yeah, absolutely. The believers are the Ezekiel. ones that are noticing that. Yeah, the believers are the ones that are noticing that because we study the scriptures and because we have insight into that. Uh, but you know, it's interesting. It says in Matthew 24, uh, where it says no one knows the day or the hour. It also says that, you know, as the days of Noah were, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. So it says, for as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. And basically they didn't know until the flood came and took them all away. And so the world is not going to know. Um, and so when we are you know snatched up as noah was in in the ark when we're when he was delivered and just as we will be delivered um it, it's going to be a total shock to the world because they don't have the spiritual discernment to understand um that god is that he what he's doing you know where we who are believers see it and um, we see these things adding up and we see okay that the timeline is getting closer and closer and closer Jesus could come back, you know, and, and any day, I mean, any day it could happen. And for me, yeah, that's because, an exciting thing. You know, you know, another sign, another sign that I also see, you know, all this, the hurricanes and the earthquakes and the fires and, you know, destruction all over, you know, things that have never happened before, mm -hmm. you know, or happened like way, you know, a long time ago. Um, the other thing that I, you know, notice too is that as soon as the eclipse happened, they right away said that the next eclipse is going to happen again on 2024, in 2024, mm -hmm. and there's going to be a place, I can't remember where, 
in Wisconsin or Chicago or, I don't know, someplace over there in the Midwest, that it's going to hit the same exact spot because of where it's at. And, you know, between now and 2024, that's seven years, you know. So Mm -hmm. just a lot of things, you know, like the brother previously said, you know, earlier in the in the show, we have to pray for revivals. We we all have loved ones, you know, that that need to be saved. That let we need to pray that God just you know removes the scales and opens their eyes and and brings them, drawn draws them near to Him. You know the way He said. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. We definitely do need revival, and you know, I think, I think the the one thing that I that I always try to caution people about when it comes to you know end times prophecy and discerning end times is knowing that really, I mean, it says in Matthew twenty four, you know, nations going to rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There's going to be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. But it says that those are the beginning of sorrows. Those aren't. That's not. That's not saying yeah. okay. Here it is. That's not what's happening. Um, we know that ultimately, you know, it's something that we aren't going to know when it's going to happen, but we know that the reality is all of that, 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 that even the great tribulation and the seven years, um, are as much as it is the judgment of God, it's also the grace of God. And the the reason I say that is this Mm -hmm. is because, you know, when we think about, um, the, the what's going to happen, the things that we read in Revelation, it's like, wow, this is intense. But the reality is all that would need to happen for every human being alive, for the entire universe to cease to exist is for God to let go. I mean, it says in Colossians that Jesus holds everything together. And so if, literally all that would need to happen for, for, uh, for, if he wanted to wipe us out, if he wanted to wipe mankind out, all he'd need to do is let go. He doesn't need to send 100-pound hailstones. So as he's doing that in the book of Revelation, I've come to view it really as God's grace and his reminder like, hey, are you listening? Are you listening? Listen to me that, yes, this is my judgment, but it's like giving you another chance, you know, to, to all those people that are going to be there. And so uh, for me, really, it's an exciting thing because I see that's it's the beginning of the beginning. You know what I mean? It's God, mm-hmm. like this whole thing that we live in right now is just the beginning. It's God's going to wipe the slate clean. He's going to create a brand new heaven and a new earth. And uh, that's an exciting thing, thinking about the future in that sense. And so, but we definitely do need to pray for for revival and for those who don't know the Lord, and that God would um, would move powerfully in and through the church in in these last days, because we are in the last days, absolutely. Okay. So, what's your take on Revelation one one? Then, when you know, when it says Revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servant. So God gave Jesus Christ his son. He mm-hmm. gave him the information to show his for, you know, to show his servants things that are going to take place. So if we're his servants, which we are, I mean, you don't think anybody would know anybody Jesus isn't revealing this to anybody? Well, no, I think absolutely he does. We have this so that we see the signs of the times. And really the, the goal of that is that we keep our eyes on Jesus, you know, because if, we, if we're constantly thinking, man, he could come at any time, where are our eyes? Our eyes are on Jesus. If, if I know, okay, Jesus is going to come back seven years from today, then I'm like, well, I got seven years, you know what I mean? And I might get complacent in that. 
But if I'm constantly thinking, wow, it could be tomorrow. I mean, it could be next week. It could be, it could be any day now that it comes any back. Any day now, yeah. When I think that, it keeps my eyes on him. And so absolutely, he did give us these prophecies, but he hasn't given us specific time frames and dates so that we keep our eyes on him. And so, you know, Paul thought Jesus was coming back in his day, you know? And I don't say that to say that it's going to be a long time. I believe it really could be tomorrow. I just say that to say that, you know, he specifically has withheld information from us so that we keep our eyes on him. Um, I think that's important, you know, so... But it, it really is. It's it, you know. I think the day draws nearer and nearer every single day, and so um, it's an exciting thing for sure. So, um, thank you so much for your call, and you know, let's definitely keep our our friends and our family members in prayer um, going forward, and um, just knowing that we need some revival. All right, um, thank you, Liz, for your call. I'd like to go to uh, Jeff on line one. Jeff, welcome to the program. Pastor, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Good. What can we good, do for good. you today? Um, well, I just uh, a couple things. Um, I just uh, want to uh, relate uh, a, a past a prayer request I had about uh, four or five months ago from my father, um, who was um, going through some very serious medical issues, and uh, so I called in and I uh, talked to uh, Pastor Ed Taylor. And uh, just uh, uh, made a prayer request uh, for his health issues and and uh, things, and uh, he's he's doing extremely much better. Um, going to be getting out of a rehabilitation center and going into a uh, um, assisted living issue uh, thing. Uh, so he's doing much better, and I just want to praise God and thank Him so much for. Uh, for all that he's done for me and my family, um, awesome. but um, uh, in that, uh, in the same sense, my mother is is kind of uh, kind of drawn away from this situation, and uh, you know they've been married for fifty years, and uh, uh, I know she loves him dearly and and everything, but uh, it's just she's uh, kind of kind of come into some depression and uh, some issues, and she's just kind of drawn away, and just is just. Um, uh, it's been kind of tough for us. Uh, me and my wife have been kind of having to look after, after everything, and uh, so I just want to uh, lift her up to the Lord and yeah. and uh, get a prayer and um, and uh, pray for their salvation. You know, I, I don't know that uh, they did attend church uh, for a while, but uh, you know, I just don't know um, prayer. You know, whether they have accepted the Lord as their Savior. Um, so just uh, okay, yeah. Let's definitely let's pray for them and, and thank you for calling back and sharing that good news about your dad. I, I love when we get praise reports for times that we've prayed. So mm-hmm. let's bring that before the Lord. Um, Lord, I just thank you for Jeff and I thank you for the the healing work that you've done in his dad's life, Lord. And I just pray that you would continue that, that he would just feel better and better. Uh, and it's such an amazing thing to look back and see the power of prayer. So I thank you for that, Lord. I also pray for his mom that as she is now kind of coming out of this situation that she's entered into this season of depression and uh, maybe withdrawn a little bit, would you just work in her life, Lord, and show her uh, how much you love her and and th- the great things that you have for her to be excited about as she um, steps into relationship with you, Lord. I pray that if they don't know you, Lord, that they would come to know you, that you would reveal yourself to them in power. And if they do, Lord, that they would just draw deeper and closer in their relationship and their walk with you. 
um, because of your great love for them, Lord. And so we lift them up to you, and I pray that you would show Jeff how you would have him work in their life and, and how you'd use him. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. I appreciate that very much. All right. Thanks for your call. Yeah. Have All a right. great day. Take care now. You too. All right. Bye. All right. I'd like to go to John on line two. John, welcome to the program. We're coming up on the end, but I wanted to make sure to squeeze you in. You've been hanging on there for a little bit. What can we do for you today? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a question or prayer request, but just real quick, Anna had called and was wondering about like fellowship with young adults. I just wanted to throw our number out there so she could contact us. We have, uh, she said she was in Northern Colorado. So if there's anybody, anybody from 18 to 30 that's looking for revival, please come see us at www.res.church. It's called The Hill. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm totally willing to put my phone number out there, if that's okay with you guys. Um, let's refrain from phone numbers, but I think since you, you gave the, the website, that's great. And that's, yeah, I'm, I'm go, guessing... go to the website. Yeah. And then you guys could just, it's, it's Young Fellowship. I hope she's still on the air. And we would love to see her. It's, uh, you'll, the pastor is Pastor Samuel, and his wife, Sabrina, are the ones that run it. Um, the pastor of the church is Pastor Jonathan, and the church is great it's in Loveland, Colorado. So, And it's every Friday at 6.30. Sometimes it changes. So go to okay. res, or what is it, www.res.church. Okay, awesome. Thank you for your right. call. And uh, you have a great day. Thanks for calling in. All right. Thank you for listening today. Uh, We're coming up on the end of the program. This has been Calvary Live. I hope you'll tune in tomorrow. Pastor Jeff Figgs will be hosting the program tomorrow, uh, taking your calls and your questions. And so if we didn't get to your question today, uh, tomorrow's a new opportunity. And I always recommend calling rather than texting because you're way more likely to get through. So thank you for listening. Uh, Praying that you have a blessed night and we'll talk to you soon. God bless. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live.